Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 314 and 315 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, uh, looking in November the 21st, November the 27th in the books of Jonah and Micah. Uh, Yes, there was not an episode yesterday. My son, uh, after having said uh, a number of times uh, to people uh, over the months that, you know, we've been fortunate and blessed that he's not had to have a hospital admission uh, with his leukemia treatment. Uh, whenever he gets a temperature, he has to be uh, admitted into hospital and checked and blood checked to make sure that he's got the defences his body needs because of the treatment that he's on. Um, yeah, uh, he went into hospital, basically. Uh, a very long story. Ended up with 20 hours and waiting in the accident and emergency departments uh, over to two attempts uh and yeah it was very pretty long uh day and day or two um recently but uh happy to uh, get this episode out to you now a bit of a longer one to try and cover off what we would have done yesterday and today as well because we've got some great verses and uh, messages and um principles taught uh, in these books of jonah and micah now the way we're going to do this uh, sometimes we kind of take it by how the manual suggests and focus on the certain principles and lessons one at a time and kind of jump about through the chapters. Um, sometimes we kind of go through chronologically through the chapters and pull out the principles as we go through. We're going to do the latter one uh, with the book of Jonah because it's a very well-known story and it's one which I think that many of us will be aware of. So I think it would make more sense to kind of go through the story chronologically as the, as the events go uh, and pull out the, uh, the principles that were being taught um, as we go along, specifically around mercy uh, and about the importance of the gospel being shared uh, to to everyone, uh, to to all of God's children. I think these really come out uh, of these sections uh, of Jonah. So let's go into Jonah chapter one. Uh, and we know that the Lord speaks to Jonah, the son of uh, Amittai, saying to go to Nineveh. In fact, he says in verse two, arise, go to Nineveh. And this theme of arising will be interesting as we go through um, this idea that we are um, all of us, like Jonah, asked to arise, to, to, to lift ourselves up and to listen to the word of the Lord and his direction to us. Um, and of course, we know that um, Jonah does not um, decide to go uh, and to um, tell the people in Nineveh to cry against it about their wickedness. And we're going to find out later in the story why he does this. I mean, at first we presume uh, it's, I mean, we're not actually told why he, goes to flee from the presence of the Lord. Uh, we're just told that he does it. Uh, and we'll find out later. So we'll talk about that specifically later. Um, but as we know, he then uh, travels uh, to a boat um, to go to Tarshish um, and make his way away from uh, the city of Nineveh, which has been referred to uh, previously in, in the Old Testament chapters that we've studied as a great city. So we're talking about a, a, a prophet who's probably not lived in a city like Nineveh, going to a large populated area where there's lots of wickedness, which is why the Lord is sending Jonah to warn them. Uh, so I imagine that there is an element here of perhaps some fear or some uncertainty, or perhaps um, that um, he just felt that he would not be listened to, perhaps, or there would be some unpleasantness. Anyway, we know he goes onto the ship uh, and we know that the Lord sends a great wind into the sea uh, after he goes onto the boat. Uh, interestingly, as we know, uh, Jonah goes down into the, the sides of the boat 
and uh, falls asleep. Uh, and even though that there is a great storm going on, he's able to, to rest. Now, perhaps uh, and there is parallels here between Jonah uh, and his experience and, of course, the saviour resting uh, in the boat. Although I'm sure that the reasons why they are fast asleep and able to uh, rest in the boat uh, are very different. Uh, Jonah uh, is is trying to hide himself from the Lord, perhaps trying to hide himself from the consequences uh, of his uh, choices that he has made. And how many times are we like Jonah, perhaps, where we try and hide ourselves away um, to, you know, make to try and not see the potential consequences of what we're doing? So, you know, that is something which we can perhaps relate to ourselves at times. Um, so the shipmaster comes down and then says in this in verse 6, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. Um, so we know that the, the different ship, um, in the individuals on the ship, are praying and are pleading with their, with their individual gods to save them. And so their view is that whatever gods we can try and gain favour of, let's try and get them. So he, they want everyone uh, on the um, boat to be able to... Um, to try, try, try and get some sort of favour from some divine mercy and protection. Uh, and so um, he, he brings Jonah out to the boat. And again, similar to us, how can, how many times do we uh, sleep through and uh, we need to be risen by perhaps other individuals or, uh, you know, other family members or whoever loves us to um, to rise and, uh, be a, and be able to stand forth and do what we can to help others uh, in their difficulty, whether it be to plead to to our God or whether it be to, to help them in some way. So uh, I think that's a nice uh, thought there about how we need to try and help each other rise to the occasion. Uh, Jonah comes forward and they cast these lots. And uh, as we know, um, similar to um, looking at the Book of Mormon, uh, that, that lots were cast for various reasons. One may be to do a task or to invoke uh, divine um, kind of decision making uh, on a task um, that's they may not want to do, such as uh, trying to obtain the brass plates plate from Laban, as Nephi and his brothers do when they first arrive back at Jerusalem to reach, to, reach, to gain those plates. Uh, and in this case is to have God reveal to these people, or that God's revealed to these people, uh, what for what cause uh, this is taking place uh, for them uh, at this time. And yeah, it is a difficult uh, thing uh, for them to understand, uh, for them to come to terms with, I suppose, that, that this has happened. But of course, they cast the lots uh, and the lot falls upon Jonah. And in verse eight, it says, uh, then said they unto him, tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation and whence comest thou? What is thy country and of what people art thou? Um, and he responds in verse 9 with an interesting answer. He says, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which have made the sea and the dry land. Um, of course, you know, Jonah knew uh, that God had power over the sea and over the land, and that his running away probably was uh, of going to be not hiding, perhaps, from what he wanted to do, but I suppose he was showing his uh, choice his action about how he felt about what the Lord was asking him to do in trying to, to run away um, but these men I mean obviously at this moment it'd be very easy for these men to say well you know why have you done this to us and in fact they do say that actually um, in uh, in the next verse 
Um, but then in verse 11, it, uh, they ask Jonah what they should do. And in verse 12, he says, And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so the sea shall be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Now, it would have been very easy for these men to just kind of listen to what Jonah has said, this man that they don't really uh, have any affiliation to, um, and just throw him into the sea because he's saying that they should. He's giving them their permission, uh, his permission to throw him into the ocean. Uh, and it is, you know, his decision to allow them to do that. Um, but they don't want to. In verse 30, and they row as hard as they can uh, against it, um, but in verse 15, as we know, they do take Jonah up and they cast him into the sea. Now, what's interesting here, before we leave these men on this boat, uh, in verse 16, they are changed. It says, Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now, we're not entirely sure what these vows are that they made to the Lord, but it wouldn't be a, a difficult thing for us to perhaps suggest that they were changed from that point forward, that they made vows to the Lord God of Israel and that perhaps they were converted uh, because of uh, this interesting missionary choice <laughs> that Jonah made. Now, we could look at Jonah here and say that he was foolish for trying to run away. And indeed, you know, I'm suppo I suppose you could argue that. But again, as I said at the start, how many times do we run away or try and hide ourselves or make ourselves not uh, available at moments that we are needed to support and bless others? I'm sure we've done that many times in our lives. Um, and also Jonah, he could have very easily said, made something up to the people or tried to continue to hide who he was. But he did testify that he was of he was a Hebrew and that he feared the God, Lord God of Israel, that this is what is going on and this is what you need to do. And so whilst I think we can obviously look at Jonah's actions here and probably not take them as an example to follow, uh, perhaps we can look at it as a way of even when we are in our not our best moments, still being a witness of God at all times and in all things and in all places. And this, of course, leading to these people being converted. So uh, this kind of moves us on to uh, the next part of the story where Jonah is in the fish. Now, whether it is a fish or a whale or a big fish or whatever it, this creature is, is not the, the, the focus of the story. And of course, many people have discussed this and we'll probably continue to discuss this point. But what it does show is the power that the Lord has uh, on all living things. In fact, it's probably worth mentioning here as well that there is some discussion whether this story is a real account, whether it is a, a parable or a story, um, because of some of the a number of the things that take place, some of the odd things that happen. For example, the reaction of the the seafarers and the boat, the the big fish, the whale, or whatever you want to call it, and of course the reaction of the people of Nineveh, which we'll refer to and look at probably tomorrow uh, in our study. Again, whether it is a real scenario or not, I suppose, is not the main issue here. What we need to do is take the lessons that we gain from this story, uh, this experience, this account, whatever it may be, uh, and try and apply it uh, to our lives in some way. Uh, and we can do that in many ways with this story. Um, so we see here this, this prayer that Jonah offers up. Uh, and it is a, an emotive, a really heartfelt uh, call to the Lord. In verse 3, it says, For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me all about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. And then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. Um, Jonah realises what he's done. He knows that he has made a choice which 
He shouldn't have. Uh, but he has he signals to the Lord that he desires still to follow him, that he desires to turn about and face the right way. And how many times do we need to um, kind of turn to the Lord and uh, cast upon him our difficulties and worries? And even though we may have made the wrong choices, return back to him. Uh, President Spencer W. Kimball said, quote, I marvel at the empathy of these men in all ages, because even prophets have no immunity from thorns in the flesh. They learn to cast all their cares upon the Lord, close quote. Uh, and we see this uh, definitely throughout the words that Jonah gives uh, in chapter two. Um, we continue on through it. And uh, once he um, says in verse nine, uh, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Um, the Lord speaks to the fish in verse 10 and it, and it vomits Jonah onto the dry land. Now we know um, that, again, there is uh, some similarities uh, between this uh, and um, other stories that we are referred to in, in, the, in the Bible. The main one being, of course, that in verse 17 of chapter 1, it mentions that Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Now, whether we know that that is, again, exactly the case or not, I don't think it really matters, but it mentions the three days and three nights, which, of course, mirrors and parallels the uh, the sacrifice that our Saviour gave uh, and what he would do for us um, over time. Um, or in time uh, in the uh, in the tomb and uh, how he would be in the depths for that time and then come forward out uh, in a much more graceful manner than Jonah does, uh, obviously. Uh, but again, the message is there that is, again, pointing toward the Saviour. This experience is pointing toward the Saviour as all the experiences and stories that we have learned about uh, in the Old Testament this year point towards the Saviour. So uh, this is... Um, something really important for us to to remember there so in Jonah chapter 3 he uh, is then given once again uh, the um, the call to go to Nineveh the second time to that great city and to preach the word and he journeys for three days and then enters the city um, now <laughs> in verse 4 we now let's let's continue uh, for the story then in verse 4, it says, And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. That's it. He doesn't say anything else. As far as we know in the record, because um, in verse 5 we then look at Nineveh's reaction uh, to this. So he's not um, perhaps embellishing or giving explanation or giving further detail on what uh, the Lord has told them. Uh, and in fact, um, you know, we don't know exactly what the Lord wants him uh, to say because in the two verses where he is called by the Lord to go to Nineveh, he just says, go and cry against it. Um, so perhaps that's all the Lord wants him to say. But it is interesting how um, Jonah just does give very little detail there, perhaps compared to other prophets we've seen teach and uh, call the cities and people to repentance with. So... Um, this maybe reflects his uh, his thoughts and feelings on the city still, which we know that he's uh, not too happy to be in. And now to kind of conclude this uh, study session today, we'll have a look briefly at Nineveh's reaction. Their reaction, of course, is that they fasted. Uh, and not only did they fast, the people, 
but the, also the the herds um, and the flocks. So it says in verse seven, uh, as well as uh, the king of uh, Nineveh believing God, proclaiming a fast, putting on sackcloth from the greatest to the least. Um, the king does this, and then in verse seven it says, and he caused it. Uh, to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything, let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. So they they do this, uh, and it is a huge show of faith and repentance by this people. Uh, one which is... Uh, impressive, uh, one which we should learn from uh, and see how what great impact that it had. Um, fasting and prayer is an important um, practice that we pr- we probably need to take more advantage of. We've referred to it a few times before um, on this podcast about the power, the potential power of uh, fasting and prayer that we can include uh, in our lives if we uh, apply that pr- uh, practice more. So. Yeah, it's um, it's an important point there to make as well. Now we're going to see kind of what happens uh, following this um, change that comes over the people. But it's a very interesting reaction from Jonah and a very important lesson from the Lord that we learn as well. So I think this sets us up quite nicely to be able to continue on there. So thank you so much for joining us today. Apologies for the episode missed yesterday, but hopefully... Uh, I, well, I can't promise that it's going to come at the right time tomorrow because... I may be picking my son up out of hospital late tonight, so it may be a bit of a later entry again uh, for the podcast this week. But a great story to be studying together this week, and so please do join us uh, whenever I get the next episode out so that we can learn uh, together once more. Thank you very much for your time, and, and until we meet again.